see y'all. I see y'all. Nah, not really. Y'all know this is a good bucket. You know what I'm saying? You know it's the audio version. I'm your host, Trey. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do love y'all. Really do. Because I ain't even brushed my teeth yet. Still got to use the bathroom. Keep it a buck with you. I'm really hungry. Like, my stomach is touching my spine right now. And on top of that, I got a few things to do. A lot of things to do, actually, today. But I did and said, fuck all of that. Because I wanted to talk to y'all. So... Love you guys. Now, let's jump right on into the show. Like I said, I got a busy day. Alright, so we breaking it down this time in half today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start off with the NBA for half one. We might slide to college later on for half two. And of course, halftime. But, you know, half one, we're going we gonna to bring y'all to the Lakers. I know, we've, I know I've been talking about them for a minute, but hell, them, they relevant. <laughs> it's like, I'm saying, bro, like, I don't know what to tell you. It's saying like the last few years, and even then, we were relevant. But, like, right now, we've been beating, like, we've beaten two teams so far that are above 500 in this December frame. And it's been the Nuggets and the, um, and the Trailblazers. Now, both games, we actually played really well, and I gotta, I gotta give us credit. I gotta give us credit. Now, Jokic, needs more help on the team he does and i think they're not playing michael porter jr jr enough but even still the lakers dominated that game and in portland it they showed me they still need perimeter wing players because it was and, and and they need Nurkic and um and collins back because they need depth at the big men and they really need a wing player who can sit there and kind of try to slow down lebron they don't have anybody right now mate like you might even have to throw Melo out there occasionally. I'm just saying that's not good for Portland. You cannot be doing that. So kudos to the Lakers. Let's see if we can continue this forward. Um, shout out to LeBron because he's doing his thing passing-wise. AD is being dominant as usual. And, hey, our role players right now are contributing quite greatly. Like Kuzma has improved a little bit. So this is shaping out quite nice. I still think we're better than the Clippers, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, speaking of the Clippers, they got that ass waxed by the Bucks, 119-91. to And on top of that, the cherry on top of that, it was Giannis' birthday. So, I'm looking at the Bucks and I'm thinking, damn, these, these fools might be nice-nice. But we saw this last year. Like, we saw this last year. And that's the same team who got bumped out by whom? Kawhi Leonard. So, I'm... I'm kind of hesitant on these Bucks, and that's why I don't want to put too much stock into this Clippers game. One, like, the Bucks have been together for a lot longer than the Clippers, right? So, the Clippers are, yes, they are. It It's a seamless transition for them to be able to be great, but they still need to put pieces together and figure out, okay, well, when do you need to score? When should I score? This, that, and third. Figure out all the dynamics and nuances to make them that truly great team that we all know they can be. Right now, it just seemed like an early game. Later on in the season when the Bucks play the Clippers, if the Bucks dominate them again this time, that's going to be like a wow, a wow factor for me. Like, I, I'll be blown away. I actually think the Clippers will come back and retaliate this time around. Because um, remember, this is the Clippers team without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George that took the Golden State Warriors at full strength to six games. Let's remember that. So, if Giannis, who lost Malcolm Brogdon, who's a key cog, Lost to the Raptors, who aren't better than the Clippers now. We are gonna see the Clippers sit up there and dog these these Bucks. At least we should the next time around. All right, now is Devin Booker the next James Harden? 
No, I don't mean Devin Booker's gonna sit up there and do sidesteps and enduros all the day and get to the free throw line every damn possession. But I'm saying, is he gonna be that next offensive force that we view as it just is just unstoppable? I mean, remember in his what second season, third tops, like he put no second season, yeah, he put like he put up seventy points. Again, let me restate that. 70 points. I don't care who the fuck you were playing. That's still 70. 7-0. So, that's one after 69, one before 71. That's a lot of points. In the NBA, too, that's wild. He's already a top five shooting guard for me. You can argue top three, keep it a buck with you. And he has efficiency already. The questions I have about D-Book are this, though. Does he want the final shot? Is he going to sit up there and cower away like Bron did in the fourth quarter. Yeah, y'all called me petty already, so it is what it is. Is he going to do that? Now, I took a look at D-Book's stats, and he's been in 45 close games over his three seasons, okay? So, meaning there was one possession left. It was a, it was a one-possession game, and within, like, 10 seconds, okay? Now, he shot the ball 34 times out of that 45 times. So, he wants the final shot. He'll take it. Like, that. that I, that's why I like to see. Now, I want him to work on his playmaking a little bit because for every assist he gets, he gets three turnovers. Kind of trash. So, I need you to work on that, big fella. I don't think James Harden would do that badly on the assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, so, that needs to be one thing he could, like, kind of work on. But I do appreciate he has the heart for taking the final shot and being that alpha dog that we all know he can be. Will he be dependable? Uh, I mean, he's played over 200 games, okay? And 36 of those games, the Suns were either down within three points or tied. And Booker dropped 21 points within those within that 10-second time frame. So, like I said, 36 games, 10 minutes, and in 10 seconds we're talking about. That's six minutes worth of, cont- uh, of, of D-Booker we're talking about. And he dropped 21 points. Mind you, a, a basketball game is 48 minutes. So if he's dropping 21 points in 6 minutes, and these are clutch time minutes too, he could be dropping a lot more points. I'm just saying, like, D-Book is a whole walking bucket. It's ridiculous. Now, can Book be efficient in clutch situations? Or is he just going to be another hard? Like, we think hard and chokes and stuff like that, right? Uh, Devin shoots, uh, shoots actually 66%. And we're talking about in the four, uh, these are fourth quarter moments, and again with 10 seconds left. So, six out of 11 times he's made the shot. Like, he's efficient in clutch moments. So, what we're saying is he's a, he's a, he's a tough scorer who can be efficient and dependable. And the only thing he has to work on is his playmaking. The only thing, and mind you, it's his third season, ladies and gentlemen. Like, is it his third? So yeah, no, it's his third season. So fourth top, and I'm like, this boy is about to be nice, nice. He's going to the All Star this year. Called, I'm, I'm booking it right now. I'm booking book right now for the All Stars. <laughs> like, he, he, if he does it, oh my God, I'm blown. And on top of that, the Suns about to be dominant, cause. Harden has Capella, who, mind you, Capella is not is not going to be better than, De- than DeAndre Ayton. And yeah, Harden had CP3. I'm not saying Ricky Rubio is CP3, but he's a pass-first point guard who plays defense. That mirrors Chris Paul. Oh, and Ricky Rubio also has developed a three-point shot this year. I'm not saying he's going to be nice like Chris Paul. He can get a spot-up shot like how J. Kidd did back in the day when he was on the Mavericks. That won a championship. Again, I'm not saying there's going to be a championship one in 
in Phoenix. I'm saying though, we've seen that that style of play has uh, can produce part of a championship team. So, people, we may need to look at the Suns because they're still in the playoff hunt. And they might have the next best all-star coming up. Alright, just to note, a couple of upcoming games. The Raptors versus the Sixers. I want to see how Joel, how Joel and B responds to that goose egg that he dropped on the last time they played. Uh, you can't do that again, big fella. I'm sorry. You got to at least have 30. Like, you at least have 30. I'd say 35. Now, the Magic versus the Bucks. I want to see how Giannis does against the Magic's length. Uh, the Bucks have like a plethora of big men, not to mention they have Jonathan Isaac, who is actually leading the league in blocks with 2.8. Um, so that's going to be a good matchup to see actually the Magic. This could be a playoff matchup either in the first or second round, honestly. Uh, the Thunder versus OKC. To be honest with you, this is not really going to have much telltale game like sign for me. Um, I'm sorry. I know I probably just sounded stupid right there. I apologize. Thunder versus Jazz. This is not really going to have playoff implications to me. But I do like to note that OKC is impressive this year. It's, it's more impressive than we thought. It really is. And the Jazz have, I can honestly say, maybe underperforming a little bit. So, to me, this, this just comes off like an interesting game, honestly. Like, nothing special, just something to watch. See how Donovan improves. See if Mike Conley can get back on track. See if Chris Paul get a little saucy out there. You know, but that's about it. Halftime, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to quick tell y'all a quick story about how the latter part of my week went. Because it was actually a little awkward. Now, I'm on the metro. You know, like, I'm, I'm sitting up there and I got a peacoat on because it's a little nippy. I got my backpack on because I'm coming back from work. And... I'm sitting, I'm standing right in front of the seat that I'm about to sit down in. And this old white lady sits up and like slides behind me and pops a squat right there. Mind you, there are other seats that are open on the Metro. So her old ass did not have to just sit there. It made no damn sense. I'm sitting here like, I, I look at this black man that was sitting down and he had a cooler. Don't know why, but he just had a cooler. And I'm like, did, am I tripping? Like, am I bugging? I know I've been looking at a screen all day, so maybe I'm just wild. He's like, nah, she yeah, she just slid right there. And I'm like, alright, this, this dumb. <laughs> like, I'm blown. Then, after I get off the metro, I'm driving back home. Now, it's a four-way inter intersection on the road. People... When there's a four-way intersection and it's stop signs, the people who usually get, whoever got there first, let that person go. Like, it's an order. It should be very simple to follow. And this lady sits up here and tries to drive past, like, she tries to drive out of order. I wasn't having it because the old white lady, I let the old white lady have it. You know, like, I can't mess with, I couldn't mess with her because she's one, old, two, a lady, and three, white. Like, I'm losing in all three categories. And guess what? It's another similar scenario, but this time we're mobile. Sorry, I'm sorry, more mobile. So I'm like, I'm not gonna let her have it. Either she's going to hit me, or I'm just gonna drive on. Call it a day. I was, I was, I'm sorry. I was frustrated. It is what it is. It was reckless, stupid, even. But I ain't get hit. Now later on, I get a little hungry. You know, like, like again, I'm hungry now. So I decided to go to Whole Foods. Get a little healthy, okay? Maybe get a little spinach. See what the buffet's doing. You know, like trying to try to do a little something, right? I see pizza, two big ass slices of pizza, five dollars. So I get about four of them bags. 
I come back to the crib. As I park my car, my tire is sounding like it is passing the meanest case of gas. Like it just goes. Hard as fuck. And I'm like, this is this is so stupid. Like maybe because I just put air in the tire. Cause it's a low pressure tire. I'm like, we gon' we gonna let it rock. Cause I can't do anything. I can't see anything. It's nighttime. Like, I can't do anything. I'm gonna just wait till the morning to see what happens. Sure enough, I get up and I have a mean flat tire. I'm talking about that boy is looking flat, flat. Like it's just it looks like it got a little cloth underneath the underneath the tire that's just stretched out. Hurt. So I gotta call AAA. Get towed up to Costco. So now I'm at Costco. Now I'm at Costco because they do good service. I gotta give them credit that they do good service. And tell me why, while I'm in this long ass line, this white man with with like undone hair, like he was just looking all everywhere, right? Comes in, and I mean, this man is hustling, getting it. And the man has on the smoothest leather trench coat that's long as hell. I got nervous. I got shook. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like Columbine flashback. I was like, oh, and I wasn't even part of it. Like that. Like, I'm telling you right now, that was a wild ass two, three days right there. Like we have old ass white entitled folk who just do try to do whatever, and then we got my man who's coming in here, and I got a little shook. That that might be my fault because perception, but I'm just saying. I don't like trench coats as much. Like when people, and when they walk into a little pace, like, oh, I'm definitely a little nervous. You can call me racist. I'm not, though. But it is what it is. We're going to slide on into the next uh, to the next part of the game, though, because, you know, I just wanted to tell that story. I'm done now. <laughs> now, these updates, I'm going to kind of go a little quick because, like, I kind of talked about them on the last episode. Um, I just want to know, I was wrong in all of my predictions <laughs> for college basketball. Like, it was stupid. Louisville, I was I was kind of jumping on the Michigan bandwagon, being optimistic. Louisville actually won the game. To be honest with you, L- Michigan just didn't make their open threes. Like, if they've made some shots, this would have been a much better game. Uh, it, 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 it still seems like a potential finals game later on, but, you know, we're going to wait and see, but th- both of these teams are good. Both of these teams are good. I'm very impressed with Louisville. They are the team to beat going forward. Um, they, they, they are the creme de la creme right now. Duke beat Michigan State. Now, I did say if our shooting was going to be, if our, if our shooting was, that was solid, then we'll win. And our shooting was solid. So, I guess technically I got this one right. But, it was more impressed by our defense. Like, we stifled the hell out of Michigan State. Cassius Winston looked a little suspect out there with the pressure. He didn't have to meet turnovers. He actually had a 7 to 2. He had like 7 assists to 2 turnovers. But, they couldn't get into the flow of their offense. And no one else from Michigan State helped out except for like Xavier. So, Xavier Tillman. So, I was very impressed by Duke's offense and defense. Especially the defense. If we can keep that up, we can be a top 5 team. Easily. Ohio State beat UNC. I'm talking about a mean ass whooping. Like, Grandma tells you to go out to the backyard and get a good switch. You come back with the thinnest switch, and she goes back and get the biggest switch she can find type ass whooping. That's the ass whooping I'm talking about. And I want to say this. <clears throat> Thank you, Ohio State. <laughs> call, again, call me petty. I don't fucking care. Like, because UNC, y'all play piss poor. Let me give you the rebounding stats for the Ohio State-UNC game. 
48 to 32, and the edge goes to Ohio State. Now, mind you, Ohio State has two players who average five rebounds. UNC has six, two to six. So that's 10 rebounds to 13. And they out-rebound you like that? Come on, dog. That shows you I have heart. And again, as I always state, you slow down Cole Anthony. You stop UNC. And Cole Anthony made four threes. But those were his only four field goals out of 14. So again, thank you, Ohio State. Oh, and UNC fans, I don't want to hear it. Like, I really don't. Because y'all are... Like, the Tar Heels are very subpar this year. They're coming off like it. Cole Anthony has to play out of his ass. And he's not seeming as special as I thought he was in his debut. Alright, I just wanted to I just wanted to say this was a random thought that I've been thinking about for a couple of days, right? And I'm not trying to make excuses. You know, again, Duke lost as the number one team in the nation. So, you know, it is what it is. But is losing really a big deal now as the number one team a team like at the end of the day, no one's perfect. Like, we don't see too many perfect seasons. And it is how you lose, not the fact that you lose. But more importantly, is how you respond. Anybody can lose, right? Let's, re- let's be real. These are kids who can be from the ages of 17 to 24, possibly even 25 sometimes. That's a big-ass range of age groups to, like, kind of coach and guide. And on top of that, they're all immature. Like, I'm 27 right now. And I can tell you there will be times where I would not want to go practice. So, is losing really the big deal? Or is how you respond going forward the big deal? If you fix the issues next game, that's all you need. That, then that's that's improvement right there. Because then, now someone else can't exploit that weakness against you. And you really got to prepare for March Madness. That's the end game. So, that's why you prepare a couple of ranked teams. If you're a Duke, if you're a UNC, a Kentucky. And then you prepare like... The random games to kind of get you in that mindset like, hey, you can get beat on any given night by a SFA or a Mercer. Like, you know, like a random team. So, I don't think it's really big. I, I, when I was a kid, I, I, used to, I, used to, I used to get so sick when we would lose the number one ranking. It just it would just eat at me. But now it's like you got to understand there's a lot more nuances, a lot more di- different dynamics to the game that like... You really got to take into consideration. You can be a the number five team and win. Like, I don't remember the Duke was the number one team arguably last year. Not arguably, we were. And we lost to Michigan State, ironically. So, you know, redemption game. Yay. But it's not that big of a deal anymore. You lose later, it might be. But, like, you know, especially early on to, like, especially maybe midway through the AC, uh, through the um, conference play, I don't think it's that big of a deal couple of upcoming games we got UVA versus UNC it's the, like I said it's the start of conference play and what a start to have we got UNC at seven in the nation and UVA is number five now of course that's going to change because UVA just lost um and quite badly but it is what it is and so did UNC but like UNC lost to a ranked team LSU again thank you again I don't fucking care if I'm petty now It'll be interesting to see how this how these teams respond. Cole Anthony again made four threes. That could be and, and UVA plays a lot of zone. So if you can make some threes and penetrate the defense, which Cole Anthony shows the ability to do, you might be able to break UVA's defense down. The only problem is can UVA can UNC's role players knock down shots? And let me be honest with you, the the box score for like UNC was 
very piss poor. They had 17 made shots, and Cole made four of them. Like, the starters made 5, 9, 10, 13 out of the 17 field goals. Just want to note that. So, if their role players can't produce, they about to be ass. And UVA might win. That's going to be... Uh, that might be the most... Uh, this is interesting. Now, Gonzaga versus Washington. Gonzaga's favorite to win as they're ranked ninth, and Washington's 22nd. And Butler, who is still ranked and relevant nowadays. Like, you know, they played against Duke back in the 2010 National Championship and in the 2011 National Championship against UConn. So... They're, no, they're ranked number 24, and they're playing against number 18, Baylor. Um, Baylor was Baylor did win recently against a ranked team, so I think Baylor might win that one. Sad, sad to say, you know, it's not, it's not the same Butler team that we that we know and love. But um, you know, it is what it is. All right, thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the podcast. Please continue to listen, share it to your mama, your sister, your brother, your trash can worker, or the, or the trash can man, you know, your coworkers, anybody like that. Um, subscribe, continue to subscribe, and follow the po- follow the podcast on Instagram, and let me know what you all think too. Give me some honest feedback. Sorry if I sound a little hoarse. I'm and, and, and sick. I am a little congested right now. It's it's flu weather. I don't think I got the flu, but you know, I might have a little cold. But yeah. Thanks. If someone wants to send me some chicken noodle soup with soda on the side, I appreciate it. All right, see y'all.